0: Hi, this is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. My guest today is Janine Worth, and her pronouns are she, her, and hers. Janine a.k.a. the Trauma Whisperer, is a licensed psychotherapist, clinical hypnotherapist, and coach specializing in helping women heal from unresolved trauma and emotional baggage without spending years in therapy. She speaks about her own healing journey after surviving a hijacking, kidnapping, attempted rape at gunpoint at age 18. Janine's mission is to help women make the connection between emotional baggage and how it shows up later in life through symptoms like binge eating, self-sabotage, procrastination, et cetera, and affects our romantic relationships, how we parent, and even how we show up in our careers. She runs a global virtual practice and writes the monthly advice column, Ask Janine for CEO Magazine. Janine resides in Germany with her husband and three kids. Her business is called A Path to Healing Therapy and Coaching. Janine, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me, Michelle. I was really looking forward to it. Fantastic. So I was hoping we could start out with kind of the elephant in the room. Uh, What is this uh, trauma that you experienced at 18 and whatever level you want to share?
1: Sure. So it was actually the day I got my driver's license because I grew up in South Africa and there back then we got our license at the age of 18 and I had already bought a car and that night, it was a Monday, I wanted to go out and celebrate the fact that, you know, this huge milestone and the beginning of freedom in my adulthood had started and a friend and I decided to go to a restaurant where we would meet another friend. And I let him drive. I was sitting in the passenger seat and he pulled into the parking lot and I bent down to get my handbag. And when I came up, there was a guy at each window with a gun. And they basically told us to get into the back seat, you know, without leaving the car, climbing over. They got into the car and drove off with us. And they took us into the next town to a very uh, woody secluded beach area and you know through through this entire journey I was thinking to myself what is the point of this why didn't they just let us out and just take the car you know and leave us there and uh, when we got to the area that they wanted to go to they told us to get out They took our cell phones back in the day. It was this huge Nokia that weighed a ton, you know, you knew immediately if it was in your handbag or not, just by the weight, Uh, our watches, um, our bank cards, everything like that, our money. And the one, one of them could speak a bit of English. And he was not as aggressive as his uh, friend. And he was looking in my boot you Americans would probably say trunk, looking for some rope. And of course I didn't have any because why does an 18 year old girl need rope in her car? And he was getting quite agitated and his friend or compass thing actually grabbed me by the arm and started dragging me up a sand dune. And when we got to the top, he held the gun to my head and he said, take your clothes off. And You know, everyone talks about that fight, flight or freeze moment. And in that moment, it felt as if something inside me just snapped. And I just felt this rage come out of me. And I looked him in the eye and I said to him, you will have to shoot me first. And I meant it because at 18 years old, I didn't have any children. Nobody was dependent on me. And I just drew that line in the sand and said, I'm not gonna let this happen to me. Definitely not without a fight. And I could see this like shock in his face. He was completely bewildered because that's not how it's supposed to go. According to his script, I'm supposed to be compliant, beg, cry, do what he says. And he he then started speaking to his friend or his uh, accomplice in their own language. And I just looked past him and I was looking at the other one. I said to him, you've already got my car. You've got all our money, our personal belongings. Just take it and go. And they were young. I mean, I think they would... They were probably about early 20s, maybe 22, 23. And they were then talking between themselves. And then he could luckily uh, convince his assailant at the top that they should rather just take the stuff and go. And we then uh, started finding our way back to the main road and a fisherman came past. and
0: Calls or whatever in place. And then this, the first step, We're present, we're in flow, we're in connection, like with your people or with the things around you. This is where you're living in joy. So that's what above the line looks like. When we're below the line, so we'll start with number four. So the mounting stress tipped, now we're upset and we're pissed. And then the last step, five, this is where we're like at our absolute worst. We're numbed out, we're negative. This is our most stressed out. We engage in mindless habits. Every time I read that out loud, I think, phone games. Oh, totally. Right? Uh, And and it could be lots of other things. We're primitive. This is where we're not at our best self. We're judgmental. We have judgmental thoughts. We gossip. We overspend. We overeat. We're anxious. We're not feeling connected. We have black and white thinking. So then I think like fixed mindset in that with that line. We get off track. We're off our own paths. We're just unconscious. We're just, you know, we're numbed out, which is what I led with. So... I think when I met you, you were probably operating at the line or below the line. Hmm. Ouch. No.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm thinking to myself, depends on what time of the day I may be below the line, you know? I mean, that, that fluctuates depending on my mood and how the day's going. So, I mean, in all authenticity, like I, while I The goal, of course, is to live above the line and be in that abundance and joy, Mm -hmm. mindset and awareness. Like, let's be real, like stuff happens. And so yeah. even myself, I'm aware of when I fall below the line. So yeah, that
0: wouldn't surprise me. Uh, But now every single interaction I have with you, and we have, we do, we, we engage in a business, which we'll talk about in a minute together. And so we have, you know, structured business calls for sure. But like whenever i engage with you even if there's some things that are bugging you i get the sense that a majority of your time now is spent above the line yes and that is intentional <laughs> so that takes work <laughs> yes oh it absolutely does and i share that because you and another gal in our in our community um I saw a couple instances, you know, cause like we're, we, we're not super close. Right. And when we pop into our lives, we pop in at these very sort of random, not really intentional moments in some way, except for these business calls that we engage in now. And so when I saw you and this other gal before, when I popped in, I happened to see you mostly engaging in the space where you guys weren't in joy. And now when I see you near, even when shit is hitting the fan, right? Yeah still are like, Oh wait, I have a choice on how to react here. And you guys, you you both have changed and are operating more in joy. Mm
2: -hmm. And
0: I know you've done lots of work in different things, but there's been (laughs) one thing that we all share. And I will let you speak to how much this is like the actual trigger, but we've all brought essential oils into our lives. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, there's your, there's your discuss (laughs)
2: Mm, so should i go down the route of how essential oils support me and staying above the line in that process yeah should we go there yeah because that's a huge part of my daily practice and awareness to as you say stay above the line um and that starts early on in the morning with a drop of frankincense under my tongue and balance on the soles of my feet and it's just that has become a daily habit. And I've also noticed that in creating ritual and habits throughout the day, that also leads to a greater level of consciousness and awareness in your mindset and how you want to go about your day. Um, so it's really interesting how things have kind of fallen into place for me since we initially met, or maybe I was more consistently at line or below line, is that Um, you know, honestly, I think what's coming up for me right now is I allow myself to be fully me more. And I feel like when I held back or when I was fearful of how I would be perceived or judged, fear of judgment was a big one for me. Um, I played small. And when we do that, it feels yucky. And that brings us down. And I think that simple tools like essential oils to put into a simple routine every day and start basic, you know, just maybe just the frankincense or just the balance. They're really powerful in the sense that they start to unlock things within you that you weren't even aware were hidden. And you and I both know the power of these amazing oils in the sense that, yes, they work on a physical level, maybe to address immune support or um, relaxation or to address stress and anxiety. But um, there's the physical impact, but then also the, the deeper emotional and spiritual side that we don't necessarily talk a lot about when we're talking about essential oils. But I think that that nuanced impact that it has in our lives starts to accumulate. And we start to realize where we aren't being authentic and where we do want to set more healthy boundaries and where we do want to let our heart shine. And when those things start to occur, it feels good, right? And we start to light up and it's this positive feedback loop Mm -hmm. that starts to happen. And when that happens, then we're even more aware of when we do hit the line or go below line. Because it feels different. You know, Mm -hmm. if if your normal state is at line or below line, that's your norm. And that's what you feel is your norm on a daily basis. And so it's almost like a safe zone, right? Where it might feel yucky, but at least you're safe. Right. It's a control you know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so when you start using these oils and you're starting to feel more empowered and healthy and more vital, and you start going above line... There can be like this kind of unease yeah. sometimes too initially, because yeah. you're like, wait a minute, this is different than what I normally feel. And am I supposed to be feeling this good? And especially if you've been surrounding yourself with people that were helping you stay below line, mm. they're going to sense that difference in you too. Right. And one on of the- Exactly. Stuff. Yep. And one of the common things is that unintentionally those individuals sometimes want to bring you back into that Mm-hmm. save space below line because mm-hmm. that's where y'all were playing together real well. <laughs>
0: right?
2: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so being aware of that, you know, it's, it's take all this with grace, of course, yes. for yes. yourself. But I would just say that, yeah, for at least for me, the biggest shift was coming more into myself, feeling on purpose, really channeling love and compassion for myself first. And then that instantly expands to others around you. Mm -hmm. and using oils is such a beautiful um, pathway to allow that to unfold.
0: Can we talk about what we did before we got on this, uh, chat, and then we'll take a break. And what I mean by that very specifically is, um, we both use cardamom. We did randomly, which is not a super common oil. It's not a super common oil. Uh, so Jenny messaged me right before we started and said, I've got to get my tea ready and you know, some other things. And I was like, oh, I'll take this opportunity to go add cardamom to my coffee. I'm drinking black coffee with coconut milk and I don't put cardamom in my coffee that often because it can support digestion when you don't even want it to be supported. Yes. <laughs> so can coffee. Yes. yes <laughs> the two come together. Um, I don't- Got such a beautiful smell, so spicy and earthy, Mm -hmm. and it's the oil of objectivity. And oh, I forget what else. Uh, I'll lean on on you to talk more about it. But I also don't use cardamom very often. So I love this, we can link the quantum physics into it, right? Sure. The aligned. And what else did you use as a part of a ritual to get ready to chat about who knew what I was going to ask?
2: Are you ready for the the list? I am. <laughs> I was wondering if you were going to ask me that question. And as I was using my oils this morning, I'm like, "There's no way I'm going to remember all of these." Um, I I am very intuitive with my oil use. Initially, um, when I started using doTERRA essential oils, I really was book heavy. Like I would look at the book and then be like, "I'm feeling this way. Which oil should I use?" Because I didn't really have a ton of knowledge base around essential oils. Um, but now. I love just sitting in front of my oils or I have them strewn about my kitchen counter just to see what intuitively feels right. So for this morning, um, I used Align, which is from the yoga collection,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because I really like that one. Help, it helps me feel connected to divine consciousness and communication. And it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful blend to use if you're into meditation or do yoga practice um a great blend to use in the morning, particularly I really like. I use that and then these are the here's a fun tip about me that even shows how weird I am. <laughs> I will make rollers mm-hmm. and I won't label them. <laughs> but I will I have them throughout the house. And mm-hmm. I feel like if I'm gonna use a roller intuitively, it's just it's not to be. So this morning I had an unlabeled roller. On my nightstand, and I used that this morning before I did my yoga practice. And then before I spoke to you on this <laughs> call, I grabbed another unnamed roller <laughs> and that was on my kitchen counter and used oh. it. And I usually like to put it on my neck or my chest. And I smelled it after I put it on, just out of curiosity to see if I could tell what oils were in it. And it was cardamom and sandalwood. Oh my gosh. Ooh. Which are just two of my favorite ones. And I honestly haven't used that blend in a really long time. So, we're definitely quantum connected oh, with
0: awesome.
2: the cardamom. And I'm not sure why, because that's a really interesting oil. Um, but yeah, so I used that. I used Adaptive. I used, what was the other one I used? Lavender, the oil of communication. Yes. I put that one on my throat. Ooh, and nice. Balance on the soles of my feet this morning. Mm-hmm. Frankincense I diffused. And Breathe in my diffuser in the
0: shower. Oh, that's awesome that's a great list I've got diffusing I think grapefruit and doug fir right now oh that's a good one too douglas fur I don't know how much time we have I could talk for hours about this stuff good and I um forgot to keep complete track so let's take a break for a moment okay and then we will chat for some more and uh see what happens sounds good Welcome back. So I grabbed a couple of books while we were breaking, and one of them is The Emotions and Essential Oils, and the other one is hands down my favorite, but it's for people who like words. And it is, um, and these are strictly essential oil books, so I made my favorite with regard to essential oil books, we have a lot of favorite books, but it's The Modern Essential Book, and it's version seven, Um, there's er, later versions, are more recent versions, but I like this one because uh, it has most of the oils that I use. And I got to tell you, I dropped out of chemistry.
2: <laughs> Can I tell you a secret? Yeah. I had to drop out of chemistry too in college because I was getting a D in organic chemistry. This
0: was high school.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, we all, we all have problems. It's yeah. Okay.
0: Well, so here's a funny story. My, the gal that was teaching chemistry wasn't the normal chemistry teacher. I don't remember. Maybe the normal chemistry teacher was on um, maternity leave or something like that. And this gal was uh, actually, by by training, a biology teacher. And for the most part, I really enjoyed her. She was a very nice person. And it, it's great to see women in sciences. And this, and this was, you know, in, like, 95, right? And uh, then she said something that just was, like, stabbing me in the heart. So, again, let's go back to 1995, I was not using essential oils in 1995. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> right? We should have been, but whatever. And she said she had the audacity to say that an orange created in a lab was the exact same as one created in nature. And it was probably like the next week that I dropped out of the class. I don't know. <laughs> like a little dramatic, but. What a random thing to say. Well, she was trying to argue that we know so much about chemistry or whatnot. And, um, one of the things that I love about learning about essential oils is, at least with doTERRA, right, we like to talk about how we're we're more humbled in our approach. That's the sense that I get from when I listen to people talk, and we're more humbled. We, we don't think that we know it all as man, and that we actually have a reverence towards these gifts of the earth. Uh, but linking it back to this book, the thing that I love about this book, so even though I don't get it, and I dropped out of chemistry, and I don't feel like I have a brain for chemistry. I love this Modern Essentials book because it talks about the chemistry of the oils. Yes. And that was actually, so you taught the first cl- essential oil class that I went to. And so Jenna had been the one to invite me. And um, I think you've said later that you, you don't feel like you performed well in that class, but I was in awe. I was <laughs> okay, I have to wait until my paycheck comes. And then I'm buying this kit that I can afford, because this is like the answer to all my problems. By the time, my husband was dealing with a lot of sinus issues, you know, and I have Graves disease, I I, um, much prefer natural solutions. And I was on uh, lots of things to support respiratory breathing, indoor and outdoor allergies, you know, my thyroid, and you handed me this book, and it had all the answers. (laughs) So, uh, So could you, I don't know, maybe just chat for a second on why essential oils, like the chemistry behind them, like what makes them so magical?
2: Yeah. Well, there's some knowns and definitely mostly unknowns, I would say with regard to that, because this also is cutting edge science. And we do have a lot of Scientists and research institutions that are now studying essential oils and how they interact in the body to really get better answers to that exact question What we do know is that the chemistry of essential oils is incredibly complex first off and essential oils the plants that create essential oils have been on the planet for hundreds of thousands of millions of years, right? Yeah, so evolutionarily, these plants have found that through their metabolic processes, having these compounds on them and in them is beneficial to them. So it creates this incredibly complex chemistry that benefits the plant. Now, because we also co-evolved on Earth with these same plants, that same chemistry can be beneficial in our own bodies. And our bodies understand that chemistry much better than a synthetic component created in a lab which is Mm -hmm. where a lot of times our bodies have those negative reactions and side effects that occur, right? Mm -hmm. So what's interesting about essential oils is that this complex chemistry is really in certain ratios, right? So we'll have certain compounds at one ratio, other compounds at very tiny ratios in Mm -hmm. terms of the full constituents. And what we've noticed is that say you take an essential oil and you remove some of the smaller components that are maybe at like 0.1% or 0.05% in terms of the total amount of the essential oil, it actually doesn't have the same therapeutic effect. Hmm. When you change the chemistry of the oil, you change the therapeutic effectiveness. And so while some of those compounds may be at very tiny, minuscule amounts, they're there for a reason. And Hmm. that's what's really interesting about this inherent intelligence in nature and specifically in essential oils in terms of the way that it interacts with our body and therapeutically has a physical impact versus a synthetic component. You could even take synthetic components created in a lab that are technically the same chemicals as what you would find in essential oil Mm -hmm. and use them and maybe puzzle piece them together to kind of recreate an essential oil, Mm -hmm. which in fact is what many essential oils in the market are, right? Right. Those essential oils may smell similar to, say, for example, lavender, but they're not going to give you the same therapeutic effect as lavender. They're not going to help reduce blood pressure or um, help support your cardiovascular system or help support a proper inflammatory response. They Mm -hmm. are going to either have no effect or maybe even a potential negative effect. And so that's what's really interesting about the chemistry of essential oils is the complexity And the way that nature has evolved to use these amazing plant compounds to benefit itself. Um, And we are so lucky as humans to now have this awareness. And in fact, let me go back a couple of thousand years where we had this awareness, right? Right. Through plant medicine and elders and medicine men and women and tribes, we knew all this plant medicine Mm -hmm. intuitively and through use, and it's really only been in very recent times that we've kind of come full circle with mm-hmm. this plant knowledge. And that's one of the things I really love about doTERRA and Oils is that they support and actually encourage um, communities to come together and reignite this ancient knowledge that we've had in our DNA. And now it's easier than ever to supply ourselves with this plant medicine. We don't have to go out to the forests of Brazil or right. <laughs> you know, cross into Europe and get lemons. And, yeah. uh, you know, we just order it online, which makes it so fantastic and amazing, but we're getting that same beautiful chemistry now It's just delivered straight to our door.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much for that. And, uh, okay. So you sell essential oils too. I do. Can you tell <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you're teaching us about it I don't know <laughs> well you so you sell essential oils and uh your kids tell me do you homeschool your kids or you did at one time well, I do yeah we homeschool slash unschool oh nice okay so I don't create great boundaries with my family so my kid goes to school and 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 that is a really great that that's how I can maintain my boundaries yeah uh-huh. <laughs> we'll do a thing and then then I that's where I spend my working time so I would imagine if you're homeschooling and unschooling your kiddos are with you when you have to work they somehow. are
2: a lot of the time yes um you are you asking how that goes? <laughs> yeah,
0: <asking> That's <laughs> the <Like>, correct question. <laughs> Depends on the
2: day. <laughs> it is, uh, you know. So I started really teaching and educating about essential oils from a business aspect around 2013, mm-hmm. and so let's see. 2013, my daughter was uh, five, and my son was seven. Yeah. at that time. And so really what I did a lot of the time was I would be present with them during the day. And then I would work at nights when they were young. That was really my like work chunk time was they would go to bed and I would work. Mm -hmm. And that looked a lot like watching videos online and reading books. And, uh, you know, I had no business training, so Going to websites like Marie Leo I found really inspiring and helpful as an entrepreneur. Um, but I would stay up until 2 a.m. usually a lot of nights and just better myself with the knowledge um, that I needed to have. And honestly, I wanted to have. Like this was a passion of mine that got lit up and it was really interesting and I felt like I was being called to a greater oh, purpose.
0: Talk about that because sure. I, to, uh, I really like to discuss with the people I've been interviewing is we don't all follow the same path, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and some of us might have done, you know, go to the college, find the career of your dreams. And some of us, it's taken a little bit to find it. But what I'm really interested in is making sure that people are aligned and no matter how long it takes, that we can find the space to get aligned with what lights us up. So Mm -hmm. how did you figure that out? Like, can you, I mean, maybe it was a slow thing. Maybe it was a, a, a big bang thing, but like, I'm just curious, like what that process looked like.
2: Yeah, well, it started as a product user, as a customer. That mm-hmm. I was pretty skeptical about the oils. I'd had a couple of positive experiences um, before I got a kit, and mm-hmm. then I got my kit and started using them. And pretty quickly, I had light bulbs going off of oh. wow, these actually work, and they work consistently. Mm-hmm. And that's what really shifted my mindset around DoTerra essential oils specifically. So with that in hand, I started researching why, what was different about doTERRA and their essential oils that was giving me these results that were different than what I'd had in, with previous brands. Um, but in terms of what lights me up with regard to the business, I think, you know, I was a stay-at-home mom when I got introduced to doTERRA, and that was my passion and my purpose. I, that was my end-all, be-all dream job, was to be a stay-at-home mom. And I felt very fulfilled in that. But then what was interesting is that once I started sharing doTERRA essential oils, which became very organic because Mm -hmm. people, right, just naturally started asking me, oh, what are you using for your kids to help them through cold and flu season? Or, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you you diffusing in your living? room that smells really good. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Everyone's going to want to have that experience and go out after being, uh, indoors and you know in quarantine for so long so you know obviously i was sad my friends were sad but in the bigger picture we're going to value it so much more later on
0: awesome i am so appreciative of you sharing that uh light so you started a youtube channel
1: i did (laughs) what is
0: this (laughs) So
1: I have a free support group on Facebook for women called Heal and Transform Your Life. And I decided to use the same name, Heal and Transform Your Life, and to start a series on YouTube where I would do videos. Um, The first video is up. It's talking about trauma and triggers during this COVID-19 outbreak. And then I invited one of my friends. She is a relationship expert and an international matchmaker. And we spoke about how to keep the romance alive during this unique time that we all find ourselves in. Because when you are together with someone 24-7 and there are no more date nights, there are no more going to the movies for dinner, you have to find other ways to keep it or for people that have just met someone and they would actually start the exciting date part now, and now that's not happening. Mm-hmm. So it's basically speak, I would like to say it's real conversations with real women giving real
0: tips on how to improve the quality of your life. Awesome. We'll have links to those in the show notes so that people can check that out. Uh, this has been so great. So. What is one thing that you think people should know right now that we haven't touched on?
1: I think that, and this is something that I want every single person to know is that I want them to validate their experiences. Very often people fall into this trap of saying, okay, maybe um, I had a, a, parent who was physically abusive that mm. at least i wasn't raped, kind of thing and playing this comparison game and i want people to stop that to validate their experiences knowing that they matter and their story matters and it doesn't matter where you start out in life or the experiences that you've had you can make that one page of your story and start consciously creating the rest of the
0: chapters. Mm, Thank you so much for that. Uh, In addition to your YouTube channel and your Facebook group, which we'll link, where else can people find you online? So my website is JanineWorth.com,
1: worth with an I, not an O and I'm on LinkedIn and I also have a Facebook business page. So, the only thing that i don't do is uh instagram
0: that's okay we can't it's okay to not do it all (laughs) (laughs) janine thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today dive into trauma your story and all of this transformation that we can all choose to go into if we're uh open to it i am so grateful for this time
1: thank you for inviting me and thank you for providing this platform so that people like me can tell our stories and hopefully help the people who need it.
0: You are welcome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you've heard, please subscribe. And while you're in the giving spirit, leave us a review on whatever platform you use, especially Apple Podcasts. That will help this message of Better Together get to those who want to hear it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. This is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. community is really awesome so why is supporting education so important do you
3: think supporting education and it is something that is core to our aikido club and core to the odd fellows is essential if we are going to have a bright future And we cannot be satisfied with what we have accomplished. We have to be looking forward to what the next generation is going to accomplish. One of the things that is key to our style of Aikido is that we only go to eighth degree. Everything we do when we count exercises, it's to the number eight. And that's because in Japanese, and for lack of a better word, but numerology, there what numbers represent. The number eight represents infinity, which works out great for us because you turn it on the side and it is the infinity sign. But that's not the reason for the Japanese. but. It symbolizes something that's never-ending. So when we are leading our exercises, we go to the number eight because you cannot exercise once and be fit for the rest of your life. You have to keep exercising. And in our belt system, we go to the eighth degree to remind ourselves when we reach that highest level that's awarded in our style, we're reminding ourselves that our studies are not over. As was stated at one point, you don't reach perfection until it is impossible for you to improve. Mm -hmm. And as long as you are alive... It's possible for you to improve. Absolutely. You can still change. You can still improve. Well, now we're talking about the human race as a species. I don't want to say, hey, our, our culture, our society has reached the pinnacle, so it can just end now. <laughs> Number one, I certainly don't believe that we have reached... The pinnacle. And I believe that like the number eight, it's going to go forever. So we have to make sure that we are always helping the next generation to improve upon and to move forward from the point that we have reached.
0: I love that. And that's going to be have to be where we end. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> We've been chatting for more than 30 minutes and, and that's our time. Uh, I s- only got through like maybe half of the things that I wanted to discuss. So if you're open to it, I'd love to have you on again. And we can continue this conversation of community mindedness, affordability, accessibility and improving our human race.
3: Fantastic.
0: Thank you so much.
3: You're welcome. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you liked what you've heard, please subscribe. And while you're in the giving spirit, leave us a review on whatever platform you use, especially Apple Podcasts. That will help this message of Better Together get to those who want to hear it. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast today. This is Michelle Astley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.